Welcome everyone to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. My guest for the chat today is Tracy Pike. Actually, Tracy is going to take my place today while I sit in the hot seat. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm, ste- I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is Today's near. chat is going to be a bit different. Tracy Pike, who works with the national organization Ascend, has consented to chat with me about the same topics I normally chat with others about. So today, I'm on the hot seat. Welcome to the chat, Tracy. Thank you, Nida. I'm just going to turn it over to, to you. I'm kind of afraid to, to do <laughs> to this. To be sitting in the reverse seat, yes, right? yes. passenger seat, instead of the driver's seat, I guess we could say. It's all well, yours. I thank you for being vulnerable enough to be willing to sit in that seat. I know that's very uncomfortable for you. You are um, always a questioner of other people, but not always wanting the attention on yourself. But there is so much to glean from your wisdom, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and what the listener would want to know about you as well. I don't know if many of the listeners really know much about Unita, so I just want to share a few things that you have been involved in. I know you are a marriage and family counselor and have been for over 31 years here in Columbus, Indiana. You are the police chaplain for the Columbus Police Department. I know you're a national speaker. We've talked about that many a times and how you have been called to speak all across the nation. And you are a contributing columnist for the Republic newspaper. You are a natural disaster and trauma counselor. I've always admired that about you and would love to hear even more about that work. You are the author of a 40-day devotional that I have happened to read several times and has really spoken to my faith. It's called Legacy of Faith. And lastly, you are the host of the chat. I know you wear many other hats as well. That's just a little bit of context for our listener so that we can have a better understanding of the foundations of where you're coming from. Thank you for being here and allowing us to do this. Well, thank you, you, Tracy, for for coming. Absolutely. Why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about your family? I have nine brothers and sisters. I'm the seventh. I'm number seven of the ten of us. When we get together, I like to sometimes remind them of what the Bible says about the number seven. (laughs) Oh, the perfect number of seven. Yes. 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 Completeness right there. <laughs> you got it. You, I also have three daughters. Uh, the first one, Katie, is in heaven with my husband, Dave. Mm-hmm. Our second daughter is Erin, is an electrician. She's also a business owner. She owns her own home inspection business. Her boyfriend also happens to be an electrician. And then our third daughter, Ashley, is an educator She is married to Aaron, and Aaron is a senior software engineer for Google. Wow. And then the most important part, Tracy, is Mm -hmm. I have three grandchildren. Wow, that's beautiful. They are eight, five, and four. 
Um, and they are the absolute apple of my eye. Oh, I bet. I can imagine. You don't talk to very many grandparents without hearing the passion they have about their grandchildren, their legacy, so to speak, right? That's right. Well, thanks for sharing that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal testimony, Nida? I came to know Jesus when I was 16. I was in Sunday school class one Sunday morning. The Sunday school teacher talked about heaven and hell. The way she described hell, it hit me. Hey, (laughs) I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And so I took the seriousness of the Holy Spirit talking Mm -hmm. to my heart that day, Mm -hmm. and I accepted him from that day till now. Failed a lot, but God (laughs) has been good, and he has been faithful. So tell us about your growth journey with your testimony. Well, I have a passion And that passion is to serve Jesus by serving others, whether it's in my counseling office or the police department or writing, speaking, teaching a class, doing trauma counseling, or even hosting the chat. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus, when he said he wanted to be about his father's business, Mm -hmm. I want to continuously be about my Lord's business. That's what I spend my time doing. Your passion. I see. Is there an area of your life where God is working in you to make you more like Jesus specifically right now? I have to say the answer to that is yes, with all capital letters. (laughs) With three exclamation marks. (laughs) About that. Uh, Sometimes I get so focused on what I'm doing that I don't look up and see that there is someone who wants to give me a smile, let's say if I'm in Kroger or any place actually. Mm -hmm. Or they want to say something to me, and here I am. I've got my mind on something else, and my head probably pointed down. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, the Lord is just reminding me, these days especially, to look up, to allow people to communicate with me in that way. So focusing more on people rather than what's on my mind is a big area today. Well, when God has called you to so much with your counseling, the uh, many hats that you wear that we've just discussed, I can see why you would want to be focused on getting about things being done. Kind of forget that there's people standing in front of you that need to see your Jesus, right? Yeah. So it's easy to do, but I want to be more focused on looking at others. Right. That's beautiful. Like the chat theme song says, Stepping Out. Can you tell us about one of those times that God has called you to step out of the boat into faith? I'd like to go back 31 years for this. This made such an impact on me. Back in 92, I was accepted to do some graduate work with Focus on the Family. Mm -hmm. And when the Lord started talking to me about wanting me to do that, I told him that I couldn't. I would miss my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would miss a lot of things. But importantly also was I didn't have the money to go. Our kids were five and seven at the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the money to go. And so the Lord said, hey, it's it's okay. It, it, it'll be all right. You can go. Your carpet will be fine. Kids will be fine and all that. Then I just kind of dropped it for that day. And the next day I was in the garage cleaning with my husband and all of a sudden a thought like it dropped down from heaven. You're going to go to focus on the family by collecting pennies. 
Well, we were, wow. we were, we were <laughs> like talking. Like a penny from heaven <laughs> fell on your head. <laughs> Prophetic words. <laughs> so as uh, I thought about, woo, that's way over 100,000 pennies that I was going to need. But he said right. it. I knew it was coming from him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Dave was in there, the garage, at the same time I was. And I said, honey, I believe I know how I'm supposed to get the money to go to school. And I told him, he was so sweet, he said, well, if that's what God says, the way he wants you to do it, then that's the way you're going to do it. From that point on, for the next three months, everywhere I went around town, people would see me and they would reach in their pockets, they'd reach in their purses, they would see me coming, and I may not even know them, and they would hand me all their pennies. Yes, so I did end up of course, having the amount of money. And I'm I'm sure you wouldn't refuse the bills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't accept any. Didn't accept any. They only had to be a penny. Yeah, I only accepted uh, pennies. Wow. But anyway, it's just uh, amazing how God worked it out Mm -hmm. to make sure I had the pennies and what wasn't in pennies when I got there, God provided someone to pay the rest of my bill. Wow. How inspiring. And I love that your husband said, if that's what God said, then that's what we're going to do. That's what he'll do. His faith was profound as well as yours. His support meant so much at that time. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it because he was going to be back home with the kids, you know, (laughs) while I was was studying under all these doctors and so forth. That made the greatest impact on me, uh, probably of anything in my whole walk with Christ. That is is a stepping out of the boat experience as well, you know, Uh, trying to even navigate in your mind, how would that work? But when God calls us to something, Mm -hmm. he provides the way, certainly. I trusted, he provided. Amen. All right, let's talk a little bit about your prayer life. I'd like to learn a little bit more about your prayer life, and I wondered if you have a specific place that you pray every day that you go to. Just walk me through a day in your prayer life. I do have a specific place, but I also have places all over. So, But <laughs> each morning, I start with, uh, I sit in an easy chair in my bedroom. I start with an app called Jesus Calling. Then I look at other scripture. I spend time praying there. When I really am looking for specific answers to something that God wants me to do, I have a prayer closet. That's where I go. A physical closet? Uh, A physical closet. Mm -hmm. I have a kitchen chair and a cushion on that, and I go into my prayer closet. Mm -hmm. When I'm making decisions and that sort of thing, I will go in there because I can really focus. Mm -hmm. I live alone, Mm -hmm. but I can really focus and hear what God is wanting right to hear from him are there other places that you pray throughout the day you mentioned there's several places that you go i'm sure you pray in the car (laughs) well i I do pray in the car always in counseling at the very beginning and at the end of Mm -hmm. all my appointments i do know you're a woman of prayer we prayed before we even began to chat today so i know you're a woman of prayer i pray uh, at the office but i I pray all during the day i truly do Mm -hmm. Uh, now that i'm older i understand what prayer is all about Mm -hmm. and so that's what I do. And I realize I'm not any different than many other women. And that's great mm-hmm. to, to know that there are women. Solid so many in the of faith. us dependent on yes. constant interchange with God. That's the God right. We serve. Are there any specific prayers that you pray for yourself? 
beginning each day before I get out of bed, mm-hmm. I, I'm praying some prayers that I normally do each day. Mm-hmm. One of those prayers that I pray, I pray I want to be obedient to all you ask of me this day, Father. The first prayer, mm-hmm. though, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, Father, I bow before you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I want him to know before I even get out of bed that whatever he has to say, I'm waiting to hear from him mm-hmm. all day long. And mm-hmm. so I'm just on constant alert. He wants to talk to me. That's beautiful. It kind of reminds me of an army soldier reporting in first thing you open your eyes you report in for duty right and seeking instruction and direction and that is right and that's Mm -hmm. so important to me that's how just obedience if anyone knows me they normally will say one of the things they appreciate most about me is that i am willing to be Mm -hmm. obedient whatever it costs yes i could say that about you i know enough about you to know that that is true (laughs) that is true So if God could only answer one prayer for you, one prayer, what would that be? That prayer is the same as it has been for many of the chat guests. Mm -hmm. And that is that all my family members and friends would be saved, Mm -hmm. that I would get to spend eternity with each of them. Mm -hmm. And so that is each day I'm praying for family and friends, Mm -hmm. to know Jesus, to have that relationship with Jesus that I get to have. That's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Nida. I believe it's time for us to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Nida Evans. I'm Tracy Pike setting in as the host just this time for the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. All right, welcome back to the chat. I am Tracy Pike filling in as the host this one time so that we have the opportunity to interview Miss Nida Evans. So thank you for joining us and being vulnerable, Nida. I know it's not comfortable on that side of the mic for you. It's uh, very important for our listeners to have perspective as to uh, who they hear every single week on the chat interviewing others. So thank you for, for doing this. I would like to kind of pivot a little bit and ask you a few more personal questions about your Christian walk with God. And I wanted to ask you, has God ever disappointed you? I can say no to that. And it doesn't mean that sometime in the future, (laughs) maybe not, but I can say no. And it's not that you haven't been disappointed in life, right? But we're talking God here. So go ahead and explain. It's more I'm like one who will accept However God wants, Mm -hmm. whatever God wants, whatever happens. Again, I may not always agree with him, but I know (laughs) that he sees the big picture. Whatever it is, I will go with that. I can't say that I have been disappointed. Wow, that's inspiring. You must believe in the full sovereignty of God, and you live that out truly to never be disappointed. That's amazing. I also try to remember that God is God. And I I am am not. not. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes, we would all be wise to live by that motto. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your blessings. Um, You know, besides your family, I know you've uh, shared how blessed you have been through your family. 
why don't you give us a couple blessings of your greatest blessings that you feel like God has bestowed upon you? To this, I have an easy answer. This is this is easy for me to answer. Okay. Above all, and they're co-equal. Okay. Mm-hmm. These two are co-equal. Mm-hmm. The first is God's yes. word. That's the greatest. Where would we be without God's word? Exactly. And the second is the Holy Spirit. Yes. Both of those. Where would we be without the Holy Spirit? Yes. And with them working together. We can do I, things I, that yeah. he calls us to do, as you did. We can know things that... We wouldn't know in our own humanity, right? And that is truly a blessing. Mm -hmm. People who don't know Christ, and I counsel, you know, I counsel people who don't. I'm still amazed, and I've been at this 31 years, but I'm still amazed of the number of people who do not accept Christ, who do not know him. Or live under the power and authority that he's offered us through his word. And through the power of the Holy Spirit that he bestows upon us when we ask him to be our personal Savior, right? And all the blessing they mm-hmm. miss out on right? because right. they haven't trusted him. So, but it's a mission field for easy. me. <laughs> That's a great answer for that. <laughs> Two beautiful blessings we all should be grateful for, for sure. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about your devotion time? I know you wrote a devotional. I'm sure that was birthed out of a beautiful place of of obedience to the Lord as well. But tell us about uh, what does your devotion time look like? I start with the app, as I was saying a little earlier. I Mm -hmm. start with the app, Jesus Calling. Right. And then I get into other scripture. Mm -hmm. And then uh, each day I'm sent devotionals from various churches around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read those. Tracy, you're going to be surprised at this, but I sing as well. <laughs> really? Oh, I, yeah. did, I don't think I did know that. Well, but no one hears but me and God. You know? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. You're a closet, prayer closet singer. That's yeah, it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I sing, but I, God just brings hymns to mind. Mm-hmm. He, pre- he brings praise and worship songs to mind. Mm-hmm. And they are such a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. One, that I even remember the words. Right. And two, the meaning of those words mm-hmm. are so encouraging. I do know that of you, that you are a lover of music. That's beautiful. And so you kind of hem that into your, no pun intended, hem that into your (laughs) devotional time. (laughs) Got it. That's right. Right. So do you have a life verse? I do. I've had this life verse since I was 17. It's Galatians 2.20. And it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet, not I But Christ lives in me, and the Mm -hmm. life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gave his life for me. Wow. And I can attest to the listeners that you did not even have to read that out of the Bible. (laughs) You looked me square in the eye, and I could tell you have lived by that life verse to have committed it to memory, and it just flowed out of your spirit and off the tongue. God has used it throughout Mm -hmm. my life. You know, back then when I was 17, I didn't have any idea how God was going to, or maybe even if he was going to use this verse in my life. Mm -hmm. But he has. Mm -hmm. He has brought it to me over and over again Mm -hmm. in times of sorrow, in times of of great joy Mm -hmm. and happiness. But at different times when he needed to get a certain point, across to me, Mm -hmm. he has brought that to mind, and I have enjoyed it to this day. I can smile and say that verse. Mm -hmm. Do you believe it to your core? I do. I can testify to that. (laughs) All right. Well, tell us then, um, in speaking about the Bible and your life verse, can you tell me a favorite uh, biblical account of yours? 
What yes. has really spoken to you? Yes. Uh, and, and, of course, there are several. Right. But the one that rises to the top is Genesis 22, 1 through 18, where we read that God tested Abraham. Mm. And in verse 2, he says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. And God provided a ram caught in a thicket for Abraham to sacrifice instead of Isaac. Mm. I want to have the kind of faith that makes me willing to trust God no matter what he asked me to do. And so, again, that is part of my life is saying as God worked there with Abraham and Isaac, I know he will do that for me. Right. That's the inspiration of the having the Bible and the stories. It's not to uh, hold some standards that we could never measure up to the faith of Abraham, but that we would be inspired to hold ourselves up to the faith of Abraham, right? That Everyday application is yes. what the Bible is. Yes, that's beautiful. Can you tell us about favorite women in the Bible? Do you have some favorite women in the Bible? And if so, why did you choose them? Okay, I have two that rise to the top okay. above all others. Very first one is Mary, mother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine can, the sacrifice? But, and can you imagine what she must have been like for God to choose her right. to carry his son for nine months mm-hmm. and then raise him all the way up through? I want to be like Mary. I would love to teach a class, offer a class on just the life of Mary. Wow, that is beautiful. That's a beautiful perspective. So you said you had two... Tell me about a second story. The second woman, whose name is not recorded, but she's referred to in Scripture as the poor widow woman Mm -hmm. who took all the money she had, two mites, to live on and placed it into the temple treasury. In other Mm -hmm. words, the offering plate. Mm -hmm. In today's money, that would only be about two pennies. But she gave it all. And I can talk from a counseling perspective and say that scripture says that where your money is where your treasure is Mm -hmm. your heart is there also yes and so this gal's money was all for god no she had nothing else she withheld nothing from god yes but that also tells me as a counselor Mm -hmm. that she's like that in many other areas in her life right this woman who gave gave it all she gave i believe she gave all her time she gave her energies she gave it all not just money because Mm -hmm. where your money is Mm -hmm. your heart is there as well right and so that's why i think so much of her don't know her name But I would like to think it was Nida. (laughs) I would like to think I could put my name in that place because I'm sold out. I will give it all. That certainly is a beautiful litmus test for each of us. Would we give it all? Is there anything that we should search our heart that we would say everywhere? I want you to work, Lord, but but please reserve this area for me. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is no space for that. God gave it all. And his son, Jesus, right, for us. And he calls us to do the same. That's beautiful. So she's always been my role model. I can understand that. God has just given me an extra amount of this gift. So no matter how much I give to help others, without exception, 
God has always blessed me more in various ways. Mm -hmm. I've never, ever been able to outgive God, and none of us can. Amen. Let's talk about mentoring a little bit. I know you're mentored by the women in the Bible, in a way. So what attracts you to the Christians who you are closest to? First of all, the depth of their relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. I am not impressed by people. Mm -hmm. But if you have a relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. and if you're walking closely with him, Mm You want to be a part of that person's life, right? I sure do. Mm -hmm. Many of them, many of my closest friends have a gentle spirit. Mm -hmm. Another thing that attracts me. And also a sense of humor. Tracy, you are one of the funniest people I know. You and Gretchen Fisher. Well, that's just sad about me. Anyway, Gretchen is really one of the funniest people I know as well. So those of you who know these two, I'm sure you will agree with me. So you love a gentle spirit, but also um, the joy that bubbles up, I guess, and and humor from the Holy Spirit, huh? That's it. (laughs) Anyone who is a hoot. (laughs) those are the ones i'm attracted to you know when i was growing up we would see so many depictions of jesus you know in art and i remember the first time i saw jesus smiling and how much that picture meant to me because i know he had a very burdensome life to carry the weight of the world literally on his shoulders and die for us but the pictures of jesus laughing have Mm -hmm. always really spoke to me as well but i do Mm -hmm. know that god well look you know he created a lot of very humorous things as well so i know god is a god of joy and laughter as well so i think part of that with me is because a lot of my work is very serious yes i don't get a chance to laugh with right. a lot, whether I'm on disaster or some kind of crisis is going on that I've been called out on. Right. Those are very serious things. Yes. And so when I get a chance to laugh, I yes. go for it. It's medicine to the soul. It right? sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I love that. So have you had a mentor, someone who has helped guide you and grow you in your faith? Actually, I've had many throughout my life, and mm-hmm. that's why I am who I am today, I mm-hmm. believe, is because I learned a lot of about how Christ works and how he lives through us mm-hmm. by working and being with many people. I don't know how many of y'all know Jody Harder, mm-hmm. but Jody, when I was in my 30s, I was privileged to get to spend some time with her, and mm-hmm. she helped me tremendously. Also, People and pastors like Charles Stanley yes, and Robert Morris, Billy Graham, mm-hmm. you know, don't have to be right there with someone when you're mentoring them. Especially thanks to technology such as this, where we can journey alongside their life with them week by week, right? Sunday after Sunday or yes, through their so, devotionals. So that's how it's it's their Christ-likeness has, I hope, <laughs> rubbed off on me. And inspired you for sure. Yes. So on that note, have you mentored other people? Tell me about some people you may have mentored in your life. There again, I, I use the word actually. I've been honored through the years to have gotten to mentor several women from mm-hmm. around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a, a huge blessing to me to get to teach mentoring classes to churches okay. uh, and so, so that you, you understand very deeply the value of mentorship then i sure do i sure do as i have taught in different churches and as they have set up their programs i 
usually know when a, a new church is starting a mentoring class mm-hmm. because women call me crying <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't turn out just the way they thought you oh, know I it see. was going to so i've talked through many women many uh, mentoring disasters <laughs> that she wrote a class for it right yeah, right <laughs> right so tracy i do the best i can right that's all we're called to do that's right, right. under humble submission so yeah yeah all right well it's been very enjoyable to hear these answers from you that you have asked so many but it's time for us to take a quick break so we will be right back with the chat and our guest today is miss nida evans welcome back to the chat if you don't recognize my voice it's because i'm tracy pike Filling in for Miss Nida Evans, who is normally your host on the chat. So welcome back. We've been having some wonderful, deep conversations with Nida Evans. And I'd like to ask you, Nida, to dig in a little bit deep and tell me a little bit about some struggles that you have incurred in your life and how you've handled that. So what struggles or times of discouragement have you had to deal with in your faith walk? I've had a lot of loss to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I've had several times of grieving to go through, starting when I was 28. Our first child, Katie, was stillborn. Mm-hmm. The umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck, and she suffocated. Then my dad was mm-hmm. killed in a car accident, and my mom passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, in the flood of '08. We lost our home, the inside of our home, the the walls, uh, the floors, uh, and all the possessions. possessions. Yeah, yeah, all all of that. And then at the same time, we were going through the loss of our home. Dave was in stage three Alzheimer's, oh, and so either. I was helping to care for him and trying to build a home and and all of that. And I can remember pulling off to the side of the road one day mm-hmm. and I just let it rip. Mm-hmm. I just bawled and bawled. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a song on WYGS at the time. Uh, but I grieved so heavily mm-hmm. having the weight of building a home and all that mm-hmm. and then having Dave uh, to watch over and take care of as well. Mm-hmm. And then in 2013, Dave passed away from mm-hmm. actually the Alzheimer's did kill him. A lot of neurological disease people pass away from pneumonia, but the disease itself actually shut his whole body down. Mm-hmm. So he I passed imagine away. The struggle. Um, so I, I believe that this is the reason God has called me to do emotional and spiritual disaster work. Mm-hmm. It's because I not only have knowledge and skill mm-hmm. in working with trauma, but also I have the personal experience of having gone through yes. a disaster, but mm-hmm. losing all of these other things. So I've been there. Suffering. Mm-hmm. I've been there. When you lose someone, it's a trauma. I've had to go through several of those. So mm-hmm. as I'm counseling people, Mm-hmm. many times and trying to help them work through what it is they're mm-hmm. suffering from, mm-hmm. uh, then I can relate to it very well. But mm-hmm. I also relate very clearly to them the faithfulness of God. Because no you matter, lived it firsthand. No matter mm-hmm. what we go through. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that's very tender and vulnerable place. 
Well, I'm wondering if there is something that you would just like to say in general, a message that you would like to give our listeners. If you could sit eyeball to eyeball over a cup of coffee, which is the premise of the chat in the first place, what would you like to say to our listeners? I'd like to say a few words to a specific group who is listening to the chat right now. After having just completed 31 years in a counseling private practice, I found the most common reason for people who once had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but they stopped and they turned their back on him, was because they had their eyes on people instead of Jesus. In Matthew 14, we read this is exactly what Peter did when he tried to walk to Jesus on the water. When he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the wind and rain all around him, he went down. And when people failed or hurt you in some way, you said, if that's what a Christian is, and if that's what a Christian does, then I don't want anything more to do with you or Jesus. For those of you who have walked away, I'd like to ask you a question. How do you like it when someone blames you for something someone else did? You don't like it, do you? Well, I believe God doesn't like it either when you blame his son, Jesus, for something he didn't do. Something he did do, though, was to give his life on a rugged cross so that you and I wouldn't have to, and so that we could live with him in heaven forever. He loves you and wants to live his life through you. But as long as you put your focus on fallible, sinful human beings and blame Jesus for what someone else did to you, you will never experience God's mercy, grace, and forgiveness. And you will never be able to live in freedom with the aid of the Holy Spirit. All of us are sinful. You, me, all of us. I tell you, I fail people. We all fail people. But Jesus never failed even one of us. Will you ask God to forgive you and come back to him and enjoy his sweet fellowship once again? Focus on Jesus alone, not on sinful human beings. He's waiting for you with his arms open wide to welcome you back. There's a song that has these words in it. Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all the shattered dreams of your life and at the feet of Jesus lay them down. He never said you'd only see sunshine. He never said there'd be no rain. He only promised us a heart full of singing. That's the very thing that once brought pain. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all to Jesus, and he will turn your sorrows into joy. As you make your way back to him, wherever you are, this song is for you. Let's listen to Give Them All to Jesus by Evie Carlson. Are you tired of chasing 
pretty rainbows Are you tired of spinning round and round Wrap up all the shattered dreams of your life And at the feet of Jesus lay them down Give them all Give them all, give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. And He will turn your sorrows into joys. That's what He does. Now he never said we'd only see sunshine No, he never said there'd be no rain He only promised a heart full of singers About the very things that once Brought a lot of hell. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toes. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. And He will turn your soul. Sing it with me. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toes. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Jesus, lay them down. Just bring it all over to Him right now. And once they're there, please don't you dare pick them up again. No fishing around. If you've just made your way back to Jesus, I want to encourage you to start reading the Bible again and get into a church that teaches the truth of God's Word. Nida, would you mind closing us in prayer? Father, what an awesome God you are. We thank you that you know us. You know whether someone has hurt us whether we've taken our eyes off of you, you know it all, and you love us. You get the blame often for things that people do to us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's intentional, and sometimes it's not. But you want us to come back to you. Yes. You want to bring the joy. You want to bring the 
peace and all that comes with knowing you and having a relationship. So I pray especially for those right now who have walked away from you. I thank you that you care about them. Of course, you care about all of us. But at this time, for those who are listening, will you just speak to their hearts, draw them back to you, help them to feel Feel your love for them. Mm-hmm. You, we want to praise you and thank you for how you're working in each of our hearts today. Mm-hmm. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nida, and thank you for being a guest on the chat. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tracy. It's always fun to, when I get together with you, so I thank you for putting me in the hot seat today. It was my pleasure. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. Are you tired of chasing pretty rain on the boat? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all the shattered dreams of your life And at the feet of Jesus lay them down Give them all, give them all Give them all to Jesus Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus, and He will turn your sorrows into joy. That's what He does. We'd only see sunshine. No, he never said there'd be no rain. He only promised a heart full of singers about the very things that once brought a lot of pain. Jesus, let
up again. 